Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The officers uh, were outgunned, ambushed, and it's just a horribly and, and sad situation. An ambush led to the killing of two Bristol, Connecticut police officers and the wounding of a third. One of two suspects is dead. Former President Trump has been subpoenaed by the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th riot. Parkland shooter Nicholas Cruz avoids the death penalty to the outrage of victims' families. Russia's taken upwards of 200,000 Ukrainian children, telling them their parents are dead and raising them as Russian citizens. A shooting in Raleigh, North Carolina, has left at least five people dead. Authorities say they believe that two Bristol, Connecticut police officers killed were shot dead in an ambush following a 911 call about possible domestic violence. State police said Thursday that the 911 call about a dispute between two siblings appears to have been a deliberate act to lure law enforcement to the scene. Sergeant Dustin DeMonte and Officer Alex Hamsey were killed a third officer, Alec Ayurato, was wounded but expected to recover. The officers were regulars at Uncle Sam's Restaurant in Bristol, and here's owner Bika Sturgos speaking to CBS News. I'm angry because um, these were amazing men, okay? Amazing men, family men. Um, like, we're going to wake up next week or a month from now and be fine, and these women and children have lost their father or their husband, a son. Police say that a 35-year-old suspect, Nicholas Brutcher, was also shot dead, and his 32-year-old brother, Nathan Brutcher, was wounded and hospitalized. The House January 6th committee voted unanimously yesterday to subpoena former President Donald Trump. The committee is demanding Trump's personal testimony and also unveiled new video of close aides describing his plans to overturn his 2020 election loss leading to his supporters' fierce assault on the U.S. Capitol. The panel said Trump acted in a premeditated way ahead of the January 6, 2021 riot, despite countless aides and officials telling him he'd lost. Here's California Representative Pete Aguilar. While congressional leaders, both Democrats and Republicans, worked with Vice President Pence to try and address the violence, President Trump refused urgent pleas for help from nearly everyone around him. And what he did do only made the situation worse. Trump is likely to fight the subpoena on Truth Social. Trump blasted members of the committee, calling the panel a total bust. It's life in prison for Parkland shooter Nicholas Cruz. After deliberating for seven hours, jurors sparred Cruz from the death penalty Thursday for killing 17 people at a Parkland high school in 2018. Victims' families reacted with anger, disbelief, and tears. Chen Wang, cousin of a 
Teenage victim Peter Wang said her aunt, Peter's mother, suffers from PTSD and has changed forever. And we came here and thought we could get a little, little comfort for my family. But no, they just pushed them further. And not just my aunt, all the moms that I saw in the courtroom, they are suffering. And this result made them suffer even more. The 24-year-old Cruz pleaded guilty a year ago to murdering 14 students and three staff members and wounding 17 others at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School on February 14, 2018. An Associated Press investigation has found that Russia's strategy to take Ukrainian orphans and bring them up as Russians is well underway. It's one of the war's most explosive issues. The investigation drew on dozens of interviews with people like parents, officials, and children in Ukraine and Russia. This Ukrainian man says Ukraine and its children want to be part of the European Union. It's a message to Putin. We was in the USSR and we don't want back to USSR. Point. We see our future as part of European family. And uh, the people angry. People want to defend houses, families, children. Officials were deported thousands of Ukrainian children to Russia or Russian-held territories without consent. And they were also lied to. They were told that their parents were dead. Experts say it's a strategy that can be traced to senior Russian officials, including President Vladimir Putin. At least five people were killed last night during a shooting in Raleigh, North Carolina. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has more. There is currently an active investigation. At this time, what we can report is that RPD has confirmed five fatalities. That's Raleigh Mayor Ann Baldwin. At a press conference last night, the mayor confirmed that the suspect is contained. We must stop this mindless violence in America. We must address gun violence. We have much to do. And tonight we have much to mourn. For 77 WABC News, I'm Alex Barnard. All new reports suggesting Donald Trump ordered boxes of top secret documents moved out of a storage room at Mar-a-Lago, his Florida state in Palm Beach, after he was hit with a subpoena to return them to the government. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz has a story. The account was backed up by video security footage showing the boxes being moved effectively confirming the AIDS story. Attorney George Conway on MSNBC said this is the shortest distance between Donald Trump and an orange jumpsuit is that case because it is so simple. I mean, it's like the U.S. The Department of Justice has said it's investigating mishandling of documents, violations of the Espionage Act and the obstruction of justice and suspect Trump has still not handed over all the documents. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. Well, a new Pearson poll finding three-quarters of U.S. adults say misinformation is leading to more extreme political views and behaviors, such as instances of violence based on race, religion, or gender. Here's Margaret Hoang of the Southern Poverty Law Center speaking to NBC News. Racially motivated violence is actually the greatest threat in our country today. We have never seen hate more mainstreamed than we see it today. We have to do more to fight against these ideologies. The poll is from the Pearson Institute and the Associated Press Newark Center for Public Affairs Research. Overall, it says 91% of adults said the spread of misinformation is a problem. 74% called it a major problem and only 8% said misinformation is not a problem at all. Well, down in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis said yesterday he disagrees with the jury's verdict in the case of Parkland shooter Nicholas Cruz. 
The governor said Cruz deserves the death penalty, not life in prison, for the 2018 killing of 17 people at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High. DeSantis spoke during a press conference in Florida just minutes after the jury delivered its verdict. And so the jurors came back. Apparently it was 11 to 1 with one holdout refusing to authorize uh, the ultimate punishment. And that means that uh, this killer is going to end up uh, getting a same sentence of people who've committed bad acts, but acts that did not rise to this level. I just don't think anything else is appropriate. The judge overseeing this case will formally issue the sentence later. And DeSantis also took the moment to criticize the long judicial process, saying he was disappointed that it took more than four years for the case to end. And U.S. Senator Rick Scott, the Republican from Florida, who was Florida's governor at the time of the Parkland shooting, said on Thursday that he was also surprised by the jury's decision. A veteran Las Vegas police officer patrolling an area that officials identified as a hot spot for crime died after being shot early Thursday during a domestic violence call. Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo told reporters that Officer Zhuang Tai was fatally wounded while he and another officer answered a 108 a.m. emergency call near the University of Nevada in Las Vegas. The suspect opening fire. Hampton refused to comply with officer's commands when he got out of the vehicle, and this is when K-9 was released. He was subsequently taken into custody and received minor injuries during that phase of the arrest. The incident demonstrates the dangers our officers face every day, just putting on the uniform and doing their job. And what the sheriff was describing there was the suspect in this case, 24-year-old Tyson Hampton of Las Vegas, drove away from the shooting scene and initially refused to surrender. A canine was used and he was taken into custody. And Ty was wounded in the torso and died at a hospital, according to the sheriff. A woman who was nearby that shooting scene was wounded and also taken to a hospital, and she is expected to survive. Well, Elon Musk's gift of Starlink satellite internet terminals made by Musk's SpaceX division to Ukraine have been a vital source of communication for Ukraine's military during its war with Russia. These satellites have allowed communication despite cellular phone and Internet networks being destroyed during the war. Roughly 20,000 Starlink satellite units have been donated to Ukraine at a cost to SpaceX of $80 million and will exceed $100 million by the end of this year, according to Musk. SpaceX, though, has warned the Pentagon that it may stop funding the service in Ukraine unless the U.S. military kicks in tens of millions of dollars per month. Musk sparked controversy last week when he tweeted a proposed peace deal between Russia and Ukraine. Former Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko responded on LBC News. Yeah, concentrate on the on the Starlink and Tesla. And don't say one single word about Ukraine until you do not visit Ukraine. Documents obtained by CNN show that last month, Musk's SpaceX sent a letter to the Pentagon saying it can no longer continue to fund the Starlink service as it has. Starlink, which SpaceX claims would cost more than $120 million for the rest of the year, could cost close to $400 million for the next 12 months. Well, Russian state TV host Vladimir Solovikov appeared to question whether invading Ukraine was in Russia's best interests. BBC journalist Francis Scar shared that video of Solo Yakov on his Twitter page on Wednesday. That clip so far 
has been viewed more than 40,000 times. During a recent interview with CNN's Jake Tapper, President Biden reaffirmed his commitment to protect Ukraine. Look, we've taken a position. I just did a G7 meeting this morning. The idea, nothing about Ukraine without Ukraine. So I'm not about to, nor is anyone else prepared to negotiate with Russia about them staying in Ukraine, keeping any part of Ukraine, etc. A video of Solo Vyoff once saying that a war with Ukraine would be the worst crime you could think of has also recently gone viral. It's gotten about a million hits. 77 WABC News Time 515. Well, speaking of hits, here is Justin Ellick with sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. We'll begin on the ice as we had our first triple dose of local hockey in this brand new season. The Islanders opened their season with a 3-1 to loss at home to the Florida Panthers. Florida's Patrick Hornquist netted the winner in the third period, and tender Sergei Bobrovsky stimmied the Isles' offense in the form of 31 saves and wrapped to the win. Next up for the Isles is a date at home with uh, with Anaheim tomorrow night. Over to Philly now, where the Devils started their new season with a loss as well, falling 5-2 to two to the Flyers. After a neck-and-neck first period, the Flyers would pull away with two goals in each of the subsequent two frames. To secure the win, the Devs will return home to New Jersey next for their home opener tomorrow night against the Detroit Red Wings. And saving the best for last, the Rangers continue to come out of the gate hot here as they ran a rough shot on the Wild in Minnesota in the form of a 7-3 win in the season opener. It was Mika Zibanejad stealing the show for the Blue Shirts. Last night, it was Chris Cratter's turn. And Jared Spurgeon, number 46. Zibanejad playing it back to the points and across. Panarin, good pass, it's stuffed in by Kreider. What a pass from Zibanejad to Kreider. Chris Kreider, it's a power play goal. That call courtesy of MSG Kreider would add a second one late in the third as New York would cruise to their second win in as many games to start this new hockey season. The Rangers will stay on the road to visit the Winnipeg Jets tonight for an 8 p.m. puck drop. And on to the gridiron, the string of god-awful Thursday night football games continues as last night it was the Washington Commanders marching into Chicago to beat the Bears by a measly score of 12-7. to Christian Holmes scooped up a muffed punt deep in Chicago territory to set up a goal line score by running back Brian Robinson midway through the fourth quarter and Washington snaps their four-game losing streaking with the win. Locally, you got the Jets in Green Bay Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern to battle the Packers as seven-point dogs. And the Giants are at home against the Baltimore Ravens Sunday at 1 p.m. as well. They're currently six-point underdogs in that one. And looking ahead to this afternoon in the Bronx as the Yankees get ready for Game 2 of the ALDS against the Cleveland Guardians set for a 1.07 p.m. first pitch. The Yanks will trot out left-hander Nestor Cortez in what's fixing to be a beautiful afternoon at Yankee Stadium. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with your early news sports update, I am Justin Alec on 77 WABC. All right, Justin, let's head over to Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. Investors ignoring red-hot inflation data. Wall Street awaits big bank earnings. Netflix enticing subscribers with lower fees. Stocks coming off a massive intraday rally, rebounding from two-year lows in yesterday's session. Investors still processing September's consumer price index has showed inflation still hot, back to a 40-year high despite those big rate hikes. The financial sector taking center stage with today's round of earnings reports. Those reports from some of the world's biggest lenders, Wall Street, 
Street forecasting J.P. Morgan Chase earnings to fall 22%, and some analysts are targeting a 25% decline in earnings for Morgan Stanley. Netflix launching $7 ad-supported subscriptions next month. Netflix's first ever less expensive option for customers. Netflix reporting back-to-back quarterly subscriber losses for the first time ever. The company forecasting better third-quarter results with about a million subscribers added. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. All right, checking your futures this morning. They are, in fact, mixed. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is actually up right now, uh, 741 points or 2.53% at 30,002, but the S&P is down 14 points and NASDAQ also in the red. Down 64 and three quarter points. Gold down $13 an ounce. As for crude oil, down 40 cents a barrel right now at $88.71. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time 521. New Jersey lawmakers are introducing a measure to strengthen concealed carry laws for firearms. 77 WABC's Bob Brown has the story. New Jersey Democratic Assemblyman Joseph Danielson says the proposed law encompasses so many elements of safety. Now, I'm a gun owner. I enjoy my guns often, but I enjoy the right to have those guns and to use them responsibly. The bill addresses four aspects, which include streamlining the process to obtain a carrying permit and maintaining safety in sensitive areas. The measure is being introduced in response to a ruling the U.S. Supreme Court made back in June, which struck down New York's requirements for concealed carry permits. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early Morning News. Five NYPD officers hurt while trying to apprehend a man who allegedly kidnapped his girlfriend at knife point as she walked on Long Island late Wednesday and drove towards New York City. A chaotic stop occurred after officers tried to box this man's vehicle in after officers spotted Hallmark Garces getting off of exit four of the Belt Parkway in Brooklyn. All five cops were treated and released are okay. Diker Heights resident Vito DeMonte spoke to NBC New York. Started off with like maybe one or two cop cars, nothing too crazy, um, and they just kept coming. Uh, I heard about eight or ten pass by my house, and then I started looking out the window. More and more came by. Then I heard a helicopter. Um, you know, stuff like this doesn't really happen too often. Uh, so, you know, it's pretty crazy. According to a preliminary investigation, this 33-year-old suspect, Holmark Garces of Bayshore, allegedly kidnapped this woman, believed to be his girlfriend, about 10.30 p.m. as she walked in Brentwood in Suffolk County and forced her into his vehicle at knife point and took off. The NYPD says Garces will be charged in the city with reckless endangerment, obstructing governmental administration, fleeing an officer in a motor vehicle and other traffic offenses. And following his arraignment, he'll be sent to Long Island to face additional charges, including kidnapping and criminal contempt. Police are investigating three shootings in just over nine hours in Long Branch, New Jersey. The Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office is asking for the public's help. Police say the three shootings are believed connected with the violence disrupting school activities, including the homecoming game at the high school. The game was set for tonight, but was moved to Saturday morning and will be played without fans. Parent John Guimar spoke to ABC7. Anytime you talk about shooting nowadays, it makes you nervous. You know what I mean? Because of so much of what's going on. But yeah, of course, it makes me super nervous. And Long Branch police first received a report of shots fired near 
Halberton Place and North Fifth Avenue Monday afternoon. Nobody struck in that incident. And then later, police received yet another call about shots fired at a convenience store in the 800 block of Broadway and discovered one victim was dropped off at a nearby hospital. And two hours later, there was yet another shooting along the 300 block of Long Branch Avenue, all still under investigation. A man is dead after being shot by a Patterson police officer in New Jersey in an alleged carjacking. It happened Monday afternoon. This Patterson officer was in the area of Van Houten Street when he saw what he believed was a crime in progress, according to cops. The officer tried to intervene before firing a service revolver, killing the suspect. ABC 7 spoke to Patterson Mayor Andre Seya about the shooting. Actually, multiple carjackings, and according to all the reports that I received, the officer acted appropriately. From the preliminary information that I was given, it looks like the officer was within his rights to act in that fashion to prevent any further crime from occurring. Surveillance video shows a suspect hiding from Patterson police officers after running away from the scene, and at some point he was shot, and in the video you can see an officer tackle the suspect as well. At some point, the suspect stops moving and more officers arrive bringing life-saving equipment to the scene. The name of the officer and the suspect are still being withheld pending an official investigation. New York Attorney General Letitia James is seeking a preliminary injunction as part of her $250 million civil lawsuit against former President Donald Trump. It's to stop what she says is his ongoing fraudulent conduct. On the same day in September that James filed her suit, the Trump Organization quietly registered a new entity, Trump Organization 2, according to a new court filing Thursday. Investigators suspect that Trump could move assets from his family's real estate business to the new entity, seen as an attempt to evade liability posted by the lawsuit, according to the attorney general's motion for a preliminary injunction. The former president recently spoke about the state attorney general on Cats at Night with 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. I mean, you look at this Letitia James. She's a disaster. Uh, She spends years going after me uh, that she said, oh, I may be misrepresented to banks, which, frankly, I didn't. The Trump Organization did not immediately respond to James's newest filing. All of the defendants have previously denied any wrongdoing. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul won't help New York City move any of its surging of flood of migrants to upstate communities until they get work permits, pushing the politically fraught issue off until long after next month's critical midterm elections. She made the comment during an event at Hunter College in Manhattan. Meanwhile, on Thursday, the White House announced a new immigration policy for Venezuelans that would return any people arriving at the border unlawfully back to Mexico. Ockel said she believes the new policy will help relieve pressure at the border and help decrease the amount of migrants arriving here in New York City. There's a whole program that I believe is going to change the dynamic very quickly. That is where we are now. There's There's going to be a change in this situation on Monday, Hochul pointedly ignored a question from the Post about whether she'd follow up on the upstate proposal from New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand to deal with the migrants by sending them up straight with the work permits. Under federal immigration rules, migrants, though, can't receive permission to work in the United States until at least six months after they apply for asylum. Well, rock band Queen has released a new song with a surprising person on vocals. Frank Diaz has a story. In the end, 
The legendary rock band Queen released a rediscovered song featuring the late frontman Freddie Mercury on Thursday. The band's first new track with his instantly recognizable vocals in more than eight years. Guitarist Brian May and drummer Roger Taylor first told fans about Face It Alone during an interview in the summer. The track was originally recorded in the late 1980s during sessions for the band's chart-topping album The Miracle, but didn't make it to release. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. If you missed the top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. See.